Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today I'm joined by a lady of many, many, many talents. A broadcaster here in Today FM, a regular on Ireland AM showcasing all of the best buys for whatever the reason and offering up opinion on pop culture. She's a mum, a presenter of the very popular Dublin podcast with PJ Gallagher. Suzanne Kane just celebrated her seven-year wedding anniversary. Suzanne, you're very, very welcome. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Sarah. We are so thrilled to have you and your lovely wedding. And let's take a trip I'm down memory lane. Weddings. I'm so, I love this podcast. I'm so, I vicariously live through people. I'm like, oh, that sounds splendid. I wish I was there. I know. And I think once you go through a wedding, you always look at everybody else's and you're just, you know, you fall in love with it and you get it once you've got married. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you have that bit of perspective as well, which yeah. you wish you had of. And as well, you, you can look at things and enjoy it rather than having to scrutinise it as you plan it as well. Yeah, see, I think I wasn't even like that. I was just so into getting married. I was so excited about getting married. I didn't really care about what anybody else was doing. Yeah. I just was very into mine, do you know? Yeah, you not went in, into in your world? Bride's, not into a bride's other way, but I was just, I was just into, excited about get, getting married. The, whole, even pro- the, the whole prospect of it. Yeah, being married. And tell me, how did you and Joey meet? So I know Joey my whole life. Um, but we were never friends. We never, like, we always knew of each other. Um, and through our local ga club, through St. Jude's, he was playing on the senior team and they were having a really good run and we would always go and watch ga. We'd, we'd go and watch. Um, and they got to the county final and they were beaten by our neighbours, Bally Bowden. So it was a big thing in the club and he walked by and I just said, hard luck, Joey. I'm, I'm really sorry about the result today. And he was like, oh, I was coming over to say hi to you anyway. So I introduced Ooh. him to my pal. Oh my God. So With the intention of him shifting your path. And he shifted my path. (gasps) Um, And I smoked at the time. So I went down the back stairs for a cigarette and he followed me down and he had a few drinks and he was like, I actually am a bit like, you know, brave drunk and I was coming over to ask you for your number. And I was like, oh, you just scored my mate. And he was like, well, that wasn't my intention. (laughs) Uh, So he goes, you kind of just pushed me into that. So he's like, but I'm going to take a punt and ask you, can I, can I get your number? So I and what like, did your friend say after like... She was actually in the process of scoring somebody else. Okay, it was so it was one fair. one of those nights. That, like it sounds like, you know... <laughs> it sounds like a free-for-all. It kind of was. It was It was late in the evening at that stage. Um, yeah, so that was fine. And um, yeah, so he, he was like, can I get your number? And then we, we ended up spending the rest of the kind of... Like now at this point it was 12 o'clock and everybody was kind of uh, fairly fairly mm, drunk at that stage. But yeah, so we, we spent the next couple of hours together and that was fine. And then... We swapped numbers, but the team, as they tend to do in GA communities, go off and celebrate for a whole kind of couple of, course, of days. Yes. It becomes a, a whole thing. So he had texted me the next night, so I didn't really reply to him. And then the next night he texts. So we that over that week, we were sending messages back and forward, kind of on and off or whatever. And he asked me out for a date. Um, and towards the end of the week, he started to refer to me as his dilemma. And oh, uh, Jesus. yeah, so I Where just kind of went. To, yeah, I was like, oh, do you know what? I kind of don't want to be anybody's dilemma. I don't think he he, he kind of was like, as it turned out, he didn't think he really wanted to get into a, another big relationship. And has he had he just come from single, one? No, he'd been single kind of a couple of months or whatever. Okay. And, and as had I, so we were texting, and I went, oh, so I rang him and just went, do you know what? Let's just be mates and 
let's not go for a date and we'll leave it at that. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he texted me an hour later and went, no, no, no. Can we go on wow. a date? Yeah, so um, I stood him up on our first date. Why? I didn't do it on purpose. I just thought he was messing around. He said he should go and meet people from work first and then we'd meet after. And I thought he was kind of, try, I thought he was trying to fob me off. So I just went to the orchard with the girls, got a bottle and of so wine. so what did he turn up and then, Yeah, so then he, he texts me going, what's the crack? Are you coming in? And I went, oh, I thought you were, I said, I thought you were kind of fobbing me off. So I just thought I'd make it easy for you. So I just said I'd go to the orchard. So he was like, right, I'll jump in a taxi. So he came out of town and came and sat with my girls and oh that for so, me is the ultimate test yeah because if you can sit through that yeah and he still does so, <laughs> yeah so he came, he came and uh, we sat and drank wine and chatted and from that point did you start going out no, straight away we just dated a bit and uh, I remember telling him uh, just to relax it wasn't like I wanted to marry him yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And four years later, we were standing at the top of the aisle. So, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So yeah. So we that was it. Um. But I fell very much in love with him very very quickly. Like I'd never really? felt that feeling before. It, and I mean? was it that? Did you know at that point as you were falling like this is the one, or was it still like I don't really know, but I'm caught up in the whole thing no he maintains because I was very kind of standoffish and I obviously didn't want to marry him and I kind of could tell you a hundred reasons why we were were kind of just going to date and have a bit of fun and what was it that because it was almost like there was there was a defence oh completely and was it just because it is such a vulnerable place to be in love? Was it just to try bat him off and yeah. not get hurt and not? I just didn't think that we were going to last and I didn't really want to be in a relationship like I didn't I had been in a long-term relationship I had been single a year and a half I didn't want to really date anybody I wasn't really looking for anything to be yeah. fair um but we were seeing each other like eight weeks and we were out and we came home and uh he was going like there's a massive big gang of all of his friends girls and guys all going to Vegas and uh, we were sitting at the breakfast bar and he went I just booked a flight you're going to come to Vegas with us what so I was like Oh, I was like, how do we even tell my mom? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm only 29, you'd still tell your mom. So like, how am I going to tell my mom that I'm going to Vegas with and this boy? And did you boy? have your passport? Did you have, no, you so ready? Like, it was in like two weeks time or whatever. So I think, yeah, I think we, at that point we were together eight weeks and we went to Vegas and he still maintains that. Like, so we'd been out, we'd had like a full day of like Vegas madness. We went to a massive nightclub and he maintains that as I was getting into bed and going to sleep, I said to him, I'm totally falling in love with you, which Aww. I don't remember. So it didn't happen? Did not happen. I think he just fell in love with me in Vegas because it was just a Vegas concoction. But I, I remember thinking going home on that trip about, yeah, how I was, I kind of was in a place where I didn't anticipate that I was going to be. And But you knew very firmly that you were together. Yeah, but I wouldn't put a label on it. And he purposely said he had been in work and he said, I swear I don't even know if this is the story is true. <laughs> I was to ask him. He said that a girl came in to the garage that he worked in and asked him to go for a coffee and he said, I don't think my girlfriend would like that. And oh. I went, well, who's your girlfriend? Often and he was like, well, ruthless. obviously you. You're ruthless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so when was it that you knew he is the one? Oh, I knew in that. Like I yeah. knew. I but think you were fighting it a little bit. I was bit. fighting it a little bit and I think then... 
Um, so we got together in October and in the February it was my dad's um, anniversary. So my dad had passed away a couple of years prior to that. And I, so my dad's anniversary, the 15th of February and Valentine's Day was coming up and I went, I don't do Valentine's Day. And he went, oh Jesus, now is that like, a, I don't do Valentine's Day set but up? I still expect yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So I went, no, 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 I don't. And I said, actually, it's my dad's anniversary the next day. And all I remember of Valentine's Day is just kind of that last day yeah, of, of my dad. So he was like, oh, okay. So that night on Valentine's night, I was sitting chatting to him. Like we were just like having the crack and whatever. And I, out of nowhere, said to him, oh God, my dad's dead. Like, and he went kind of a bit to kind it's of go. It's hitting you now. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And I went, and I had like this really like horrific moment of grief that I went, oh God, like this is the first thing I've really wanted to tell him about. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I had loads of little things, but this was like, it was momentous. This, I've fallen in love with yeah, this guy. Of and course. He was from the club and he was a senior player and my dad would have watched him play football and I couldn't tell him. Yeah. So I just sat with Joey going, and like I, that was the first time I cried in four years. So I just sat and cried and I kind of remember going, yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, you're together. Yeah. And what do you think your dad would, would make of Joey? Oh, he'd adore him. Like we, we, we talked about it at the wedding, but we talked about it in, like in the run up to it. And, and it's so funny, so many of my dad's friends in the club because our GA community is so tight. It's the one place I always go. My dad's never de- like dead in Jude's. They'd still yeah. refer to Gar all the time. And they'd be like, oh, Gar, I'd love that. And I remember them saying like, oh, you know, he'd love Joey. He'd love Joey. You know, he'd yeah. be, Joey would be really his type of guy. And actually, it's so funny. Joey does little things that remind me so much of my dad. And they're not these big like it's just really stupid things like last week he had a wallet he had his wallet he'd come in from the shop and he had his wallet sitting there and a pack of half eaten wine gums like stashed away so the kids couldn't see them and I went oh my god that my dad would have done that had like the wine yeah, gums yeah. stashed so we couldn't get at them or just that side of him yeah he 100% it's the little quirks yes the quirks yeah. what sort of advice because it is fundamental a wedding is that thing when we grow up where we picture dad of course mom like yeah. whichever you yeah, know whatever, parent, whatever you, your family is or your, yeah, your dynamic is how did you go th- how did you mentally prepare yourself and how did the day go with with I suppose with your dad not there yeah so for me the motto of the day was there's no crying in baseball so okay I, was I like, love there's no that. crying in baseball there's no crying in baseball and I had to so I had this thing of with when my dad died and it it broke after five years with Joey was that I remember making a very conscious uh, decision in my head that if I started to cry, I would never stop. Mm-hmm. That's what grief felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I cried with Joey or whatever and that was fine. And I think I kind of had the same feeling about my wedding that I was, I, I didn't want the day to be overcome with sadness because I knew how sad everybody felt for me. I yeah. knew how sad my aunties were. I knew how sad my mom was that my dad wasn't there. But I also knew the happiness and the joy of the day. So my thing was, if anybody started, I was like, there's no crying in baseball. There's no Just so like in my, the bud. Yeah, my brother's coming in. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, and then like, I just took that minute because when we stood at the end of the aisle, my brother and my mom gave me away. I just stood for a second and, and was just so thankful I had the two of them by my side. And my dad... My dad was intricately, I can't say that word, intricately linked right the way yeah. through the day. Yeah. Um, but there was no big, massive, you know, your dad is dead and he's not here. No. But he, he I kind of stitched him through my day. So like in the church, my dad was a boy soprano. 
And in the church, we played a CD of my dad singing Ave Maria as a boy soprano. Oh God, I'd a, be gone. Well, you see, you should have been, right? But it was at that point, the priest realised he hadn't married us and he'd forgotten to do that part. <laughs> so I was all braced for this really emotional moment of like, ah. And then it was like the breast man was talking to the other priest and it was all a bit decided that they'd skipped that whole part. Kind of just, he had one job. Yeah, he that was it. He had one job. So yeah, so that part of it was done. And then um, like in the speeches, we spoke about him a little bit in the speeches as well. And like we had a picture of him, but things like that. But it... You have to, I think, not let it. We have. It's, I suppose it's a really. It's an emotional thing. day anyway, and yeah. then to have that on top is just so overwhelming yeah. that you kind of. I I see what you did, and your coping mechanism was actually just to kind of like, um, almost batten through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 deal with it. And I think that's that's lovely. And we had Lisa Cannon as well, who spoke about her mother her mom, and how yeah. she did. You know, a really big um homage to, to her mom and how she was very much, you know, a central part of the day. And I think everybody copes with that yeah. in their own way. And My it brother is... did that. He had a big picture of dad on, on the um, altar and they he spoke, you know. So I think whatever way you want to link that person in, do what works for you. Like I had a picture of my dad on my wedding bouquet. Yeah, I saw that actually yeah. in, in your pictures. Yeah. yeah, so he was there with, with me on that. And Joe, um, my husband Joey wore my dad's watch on Lovely. my wedding day as well so he had so we had bits so he was of there. him he was oh he was very much there yeah. but he was there because Joey arrived into my world yeah 100% like yeah. and I said that my wedding speech I was like 100% he I had made such horrible decisions with relationships to that point and uh no that, offense to yeah, anyone. No, <laughs> that may, they know. Maybe listening, um, but like you know, that a hundred percent. I think that was kind of one of the things that my dad. I was his baby, and you know, I was his little girl, and then all of a sudden, this man arrived into my world, and very gently, yeah, we kind of found our flow, and so I kind of went. His work is done. His, yeah, yeah, he sent him yeah. to you. Yeah, and I suppose looking at your wedding day, you'd you'd a beautifully traditional, elegant wedding yeah. day, um, in the heritage just. Stunning, stunning oh, yeah, hotel. Gorgeous. Tell us about the day itself and what you did. Uh, so for us, we got married um, in the church across from the Heritage Hotel. Yeah. Um, so we got married in October. I got married in the middle of GA season, which was like the stupidest thing I could have ever done. Just, I'd say loads couldn't drink at us or yeah. anything. Oh, well, see, this is it. So the <laughs> night before we got married, Joey played championship football in Parnell Park. Um, I didn't want to get married in our local church again because of my dad. The last memory I had of me and my mum on that aisle was walking dad out. Yeah. So I went, I let's that. just go somewhere completely different. Um, a day like today, it <laughs> lashed. I mean, it lashed rain. I didn't care. Like I didn't care. So all I wanted to do was get to the church. I just wanted to get to Joey. Um, but like we had, I like that. I, I sat the morning at the wedding in the kitchen on my own had a little kind of calm down and chill out and then the madness of the house ensued of makeup and hair and bridesmaids and aunties and uncles and kids and you know all of that kind of thing and then I the whole way down in the car I said to my mum I think I need to go to the toilet so we had to pull over so to go for a wee and um, Now was this a, a wild wee like out and- Oh no because I had my dress was too big so we just pulled into like a and b Okay <laughs> They let me go to the toilet um, and I saw the bridesmaids everyone with the dress because um, I had my, I'd like wobbly legs all and, day And your dress you had a beautiful the big full body yeah, skirt Yeah I had a full skirt I had a Pernovius um, Dari I think was the name of the dress I tried on a, like a couple of dresses but I didn't traipse around Where did you get it? In the Stafford Bridal course, and they were yeah. incredible 
I had two pictures, one uh, that I tried on somewhere else and it was just too heavy and too lacy for me. But I did my knee um, <laughs> the week before I had to go for my dress to go and try on dresses. I went skiing and uh, I like completely wrecked my knee and did my cruciate and was in a cast to my thigh. And so I was going around my crutches to try on these dresses. Jesus. And I had I had seen the Pronovia Stalia. I really liked it. So I tried on an Ellie Saab dress, which I looked like an overgrown toddler going to her communion. And it was just so huge. But actually I could see what they were doing because I tried on a, everything I'd been fitted to that point because yeah. I wasn't going to go so for So they wanted dress. to give you flavour if you, if you did yeah. go out. Yeah. I think everyone was expecting like me to be in a very fitted dress and uh, so I put on this and then I put on the next one so then the last one I put on was my Dahlia and uh, that was it I was just like yeah, yeah. you just know yeah that's I just, it I had pockets well look that's crucial do you know and tell me was there any stress in the planning oh loads like there's there's so much stress in planning like and that's the thing for every bride it like you'll always look back at it and go like stupid things happened like you know people <laughs> somebody who was invited uh, didn't have a plus one and I was I know like where this is going I was like oh, okay I said well you know you, you don't have a plus one like you're you know well I was kind of thinking about asking a girl on a date and blah 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 whatever and they were like what you know what is it like 25 quid a head and I was like where do you think I'm having it in McDonald's Jesus. like <laughs> And it's like, I kind of want to know the people that are at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so things like that for like, eventually for peace, I just sent them a message going, you can bring, and I don't think I even saw who they were on the day or yeah. whatever. Um, and like, like, like that, the priest forgot to marry us. And, um, you know, sitting people together and then somebody got sick just before, they were, the day before, so they pulled out. And there was just loads of, like, there's always loads there's little of bumps. little bumps. And I think yeah. every single bride and groom, when you're, you know, what was our big weddings, which we don't experience, you know, at the moment. But I think when you're you're kind of event managing, yeah, and you're right, <laughs> that it amount is a of big pe- event management, that amount of people, that you know, you kind of there's things that happen. But I think for me, I had a very clear idea in my head. Like we didn't have children at our wedding, which I know is really controversial I was for the some same. people. Yeah, but for me, it was like you know. And even now, if somebody invited me and my kids, I'd be offended. I don't yeah. want my kids. No, with you want me to have a wedding. good time. Yeah, but also it's not fair for them. They, yeah, like, and they some just... some are tied. They can't bring kids. Yeah. you know they can't get babysitters. And particularly if you've got really close nieces and nephews, you want to see them yeah. there and be part of it. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. It's... Like my kids were my brother's uh, flower girl and page boy, and then we dropped them home, and then we went off, and that was great. They had the best of both worlds. Um, but like that, I know people were offended that they couldn't bring their kids and I was like I totally understand and they were like well you don't get it because you don't have kids and I was like well there's nothing got to do with that actually I just don't we're not going to do it and and that was that was us and I guess if you want to have kids at your wedding have kids at your wedding yeah. but have what's right for you on your day um, and then just kind of like planning where everybody was going to sit and trying to figure that that those kind of pockets of it out and, and but I got to a point where like I said at the start, to me, ultimately, it wasn't about the day. Mm-hmm. It was about Mary and Joey. Yeah. Like, that's all I really cared about. And so many lose sight of that. Yeah. You know, and it is, and it does overshadow and that's where the stress kicks in because yeah. you don't see the end goal. All you see is this one day and that's your focus. And then so many people end up depressed after their oh, wedding because yeah. no. that one day is now gone. Whereas the marriage is like, okay, now we've this together. Yeah, and we've I now like, got that out that of the was way. It, yeah, exactly. I was just I like, like, like stupid things like my nail broke the morning of the wedding, my ring nail that like oh, you're going to see and everything. And my sister and now sister in law was like, "Oh my god, I'll ring Pam. Hang on." And I was like, 
just get a file, just file it. It's grand. She's like, I was like, I, I don't care. Like I just, yeah, you've I got this far I now. Like, I don't care. And like, uh, like a bridesmaid's dress didn't fit, but we got it sorted. Yeah. And you know, I just it everything just because there will always be there was loads of things, but to me, even that morning, like it's so funny. I like when I'm really excited, I gag with excitement right. like for good and bad so like all I wanted to do one morning was just not get sick That's yeah, all. and yeah, people yeah. were like oh my god are you so nervous I went, no I was so excited to get to Joey so like in my video I look really like kind of but I'm just focusing on like my hairdresser cancelled the week before the wedding oh, we had to get stop. a last minute person to come in and do my hair I look back at my hair now and go oh Jesus but like I don't I didn't really care like yeah. I just was like saw the bigger picture yeah like our cake <laughs> we dropped everything down there just the night before and the cake was in the van in the middle of the two of us and we took it out and the whole cake had just gone oh, sideways stop. like like yeah just things like that like my friend was going to make my cake and then her little baba arrived mad early so she was like I can't make the cake I was like oh my god your baby is way more important than yeah. my cake I'll and get you know cake. some would go mental yeah like, and that's the thing I know, was like I, could, I probably couldn't understand how intense it becomes but I suppose now like looking back and I can understand that if you're selling this idea of perfection then it must be very it must be all encompassing because I know when you're enjoying it how yeah you know involved you get in it now it's that time of the podcast for cool finds cool finds cool finds cool finds this week I'm bringing you my next cool find. Yes. But you like a bit of style, don't you? Oh, I, I do. I do you like do. a You're bit of style. You're a stylish yeah. lady. Thank and you. And you don't like pain through the nose. Oh, first. I don't. No, I love a bargain. And I'd like to think that you are at one with sustainability. You like to give back to good causes. Yeah. Well, have a think about this one. Okay. Put this in your pipe and smoke it, right? Yeah. I'm so, in. there's a little hidden gem in the wedding style industry. Yes called Bernardo's Bridal Rooms. Bernardo's Bridal Rooms. Yes. Okay. So the charity, Bernardo's, right? Now, what most people do not know, because when you think of charity, you think it's donated, you know, used, worn. Yeah. It's not. Right. Bernardo's Bridal Room only stock brand new designer wedding gowns, accessories, shoes, hair clips, overskirts, veils, the works. Oh. They are donated straight from the design houses or bridal shops throughout the country. Donate it. Yes. So from I was the big guys. From the big dogs, right? So I was in, I picked up a dress that was by Rembo Styling. So anybody who knows their gowns and are shopping, yeah. this dress I know for a fact would have retailed for about three thousand euro. Do you know how much it was retailing from Bernardo's? Brand new with tags, three hundred and fifty. But you can literally get everything. So, you know, if you were to get a hair clip for like just you know, a, just a nice pretty hair clip for the day of your wedding. You're looking at a minimum of about 50 to 100 euro just Sorry, for that what? piece. Yeah, just for that piece. For a piece. hair clip? Yes, they have got an abundance of accessories. Their hair clips start at about 10 euro. But they would have Their normally bridal. retailed yeah. at your 80 euro. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that do is, you know what I mean? And every single penny point. goes right back in to and what Bernardo's goes, do. That's fantastic. Mm. I never, ever knew that Bernardo's um, were in that industry. Yeah, they are. That's and what they've I, got two. And, and the thing is, they're not a typical charity shop that you're going into. These yeah. are fully equipped bridal rooms. So. Oh, you can got, go, You actually just yeah, walk in there? Yeah, you book your there? appointment. It's ex- no, you can't. You need to book an appointment. Uh, oh, I thought right? it was all online. You're saying I no, can actually go in. No, you can tr- walk in and try on all the dresses. They've got full bridal oh. team. They've got your, your, your boutique is exactly like what you would walk into 
on in any boutique. Where where are they? So you've got one on Dunleary Main Street and one in Wexford. Right. And they are unbelievable. Anywhere else in the country? No, those are the two. That is another magnificent cool find. Yep. <laughs> And I suppose you mentioned there like your main focus was you just couldn't wait to get to Joey. Yeah. Right. And you just wanted to be married. But what was your expectation of marriage before you got married? I kind of just went, it'll be exactly the same as it is now. I was wrong. But like I I just went, oh, we'll get married. But what is it about the concept of marriage? What made you want to do that? Because if it was the same before. I wanted to be his wife. You wanted to be called. Yeah, I really wanted to be his wife. I really... There was something, and it's very old and very traditional. And again, it's a very personal, a personal thing for yeah. any any couple, um, of where you want to be in your relationship and where you're happy with. But for me, I really wanted to be his wife. I, um, I wanted to be Mrs. Donnelly, you know, and and I wanted that that like security of our relationship sounds wrong because we were very secure in our yeah. relationship. But yeah, I like. I, like it's I didn't sealing know, the deal. Yeah, I didn't even know the day Joey proposed. I did not know he was going to propose to me. It really, and I just, I remember <laughs> getting out of the lift and like literally shoving my hand in a man's face. I was like, I'm engaged. I was like something out of a crazed film. But I just remember thinking, oh my god, like I'm going to marry this man. Like, and it is so yeah, exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was it. I just, I just felt that it was that like our our sealer and I thought we would stay exactly the same but you don't you don't because you grow up you become different people in a good way and you accept that what do you feel are the biggest hurdles in married life Um, so my mum used to always talk about when we were younger about the dynamics of family of yeah. how your family dynamic always changed, which I didn't understand really. And it's like you're in your unit. So as in your mom or your dad or your mom and your family or whatever your family unit is. And you're in that little bubble. And then other people start to come into your bubble. So that girlfriends and boyfriends come in and fiancés and husbands. And, and then it, the click starts to change. So it's like, yeah. it's not just your unit then, or maybe you and your cousins and your aunties. It's now like all these outsiders are clicking in. And then other people have, other things that they do so other families do things different ways and the clicks all start to go out further and further and further and I never really understood it until as we got older my mom was like but you will build your own family unit and you're this will spread you know and I had seen our family unit after dad died change dramatically because my brother moved away um and then my other brother had got married and had his son and so many things had happened and it was only then I kind of started to realise going, no, hang on, we're starting on our family journey. And Joey's family were very much still in the early part of their journey as in his, he was like the second eldest. Nobody was married. Yeah, everybody was, was no still kids. at home. And Everyone was still yeah, at home. Yeah. And that was their central place. Like my mum's kitchen was the central place. Whereas we now had our apartment, we were looking at buying our house, everything was starting to evolve in that in that way. So, I kind of then had that full understanding of the evolution of your relationship via your family unit. So now we have our family unit, as in myself and Joey and our children, and then the kind of the bits that yeah. ripple out from that. 
So it is a very different dynamic and in ha- 11 and, years. And I, with, with all of that dynamic and as well, like when you have two households coming together as the, the priest or the celebrant or yeah. whoever, yeah, Sal exactly. always says, we've got two houses becoming one. Yeah, like, circle. Th- well, this is it. Like it, it becomes really, really tricky when you have to now, you know, it, it's so official and now you are, you may have been living together before, but there's something about when you get married and now you're 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 the unit because maybe financially you're, you're now joint accounts and yeah. you're saving for a mortgage and, and all these big things. But as well, you start to layer kids then in, yeah, right? And so now all of a sudden, it's there's no longer just you two sorting yourselves out, everything's great. You are both now having to really join together as a team. Yeah. So with that comes Joey's household. Yeah. There's now Suzanne's household coming together. And it's not really till the kids come along that you realise, oh, we disagree with certain things yeah. and we have different ways of going about things and yeah. we get wound up about some things. Like I see even with my husband, He'll throw the kids around the bed, and I'd be like, "Jesus it's wind Christ, down will time. you stop?" It is wind down time. <laughs> I know. Like, how do you overcome and find that balance to maintain sanity and happy, healthy relationship? I don't think. I think you have to be honest with each other. So, do you know what? One of the things I learned right was. Uh, we went because we got married in a Catholic church so we had to go and do our pre-marriage course right so I was like ah this is a Swiss actually we both really enjoyed it I am the same (laughs) no we didn't do the religious one we did the religious one okay right so because we were getting married in a Catholic church so we had to go right so but when we started to to drill down and it was the first time we'd had that exposing look at our relationship right so the two things that stood out were stuff that both of your families do that you would like to bring into your relationship. Yeah. Stuff that both of your families do that you definitely don't want to bring into your relationship. Yeah. And how you argue. So these were two different topics. I right? love the how you argue. Yeah. So Joey's family are mad into fam like are into mad into birthdays and my family never were. But I love that about his family. Yeah. So I was like, but I put birthday and birthdays. I was like hundred percent I love how you guys do birthdays and I definitely want to bring that in. And then when we got to the arguing side of things, we we had to pick which one you were. And we, we like, I lit, so I'm an ostrich so that I bury my head. So I don't like head on confrontation with people. I don't like screaming and shouting. I didn't come from a household. And it's not that my mom and dad were perfect in any way. They argued, but my mom and dad never screamed and shouted yeah. at us. They had a way of kind of communicating with us. It wasn't a very uh, intense situation when things happened and things went wrong. And it was actually something I really liked in my mom and my dad and how my dad kind of managed that. Whereas Joey likes to head it head on. Talk about it now, clear the air and then everybody forgets about it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't behave like that. I like to have a conversation with you in my head for a week. Yeah. I like to maybe argue with you in my head. Yeah, not face all the to different face. scenarios. Yeah. yeah, I want to be angry with you, but then you won't know I'm angry with you. Yeah, and so, so every little thing you do for the the next yeah. week is going to annoy yeah, me, exactly. and you're going to know about that. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll ask me, "Am I okay?" And I'll tell you, "I'm fine." Um. So we had that full conversation. And I so it, it was then became apparent that I'm the ostrich, and that he was that we can't go to sleep on an argument, people. Yeah. So. But then the the reality of it was that I don't like from from a past relationship. I don't like 
aggression and I don't like confrontation and I don't yeah. like those things. So he started to understand where I came from in terms of arguing and disagreeing. And I started to see where he would come from, that he was like, I just need a clear head going to sleep. And actually it stood to us. Yeah. So well. I would say the same because I was a devil for it. And Mario, even Ruth, you'll remember last week, he can go days on the L silent treatment. Oh. And I'd be a big silent treatment because I'm not ready to have yeah. I'm not ready to let it all out. And like that, I don't like the head on collision. If I have to go into battle, I'll go into it. But see, I'm bad in battle because I lose the head too quick. Well, I'll say something I'll say I something, regret. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I prefer to go off and, and I'll do the silent treatment for a few days. But I don't anymore because I recognise that it's actually it's a deal breaker. Mm. It'll actually it's the ruination of the relationship. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a complete fundamental breakdown in communication. Yeah. And as well. Like you're carrying all that anger for days when you could actually just get rid of it there and then. Yeah. You know, and it always becomes an even bigger deal. And, you know, with, with you know, all of the conflict and to avoid it and to try and stay because I suppose a relationship is something you have to work at. Yeah. Like with everything, with your friends, with, um, with your parents, everything like that, it's all work. Do you and Joey have specific things that you do that are like, these are our things like once a month we'll try to do a getaway or we try on a Wednesday night. We had some couples at Wednesday nights, date night. Do you have anything like that that yeah, you do? So we've taken, especially from from the pandemic, what we do now is so we have, so our days are hectic, like they are really yeah. hectic. Um, and from from the word go, so Joey gets up a quarter to seven and he's pretty much gone out the door and he has a manic day and then he's home and then we eat. So... Um, we would always try and eat together in the evening that we sit at the table. But even that, as everybody knows, if you have kids and you're doing it, it's like, what do you want? Do you want a milk? Hang on, I get the, so you yeah. can't have it. You never have that salt and you can't have a conversation no, particularly with the young kids. Nothing, yeah. None of that, none of that happening. So what we tend to do now is that we, we do the kids, the wind down, everybody goes to sleep and one of us will invariably be back in the bedroom ahead. Yeah of the other person and um, we have this Joey has this thing where he kind of throws an imaginary ball there and does it that's it we're done and then the two of us go downstairs leave our phones upstairs and we wow. sit on the couch and have a cup of tea together and we sit and have a full hour idea. of just chatting with no phones really yeah I am going to do that, do that. Yeah. that is like the best yeah. most practical tip because the phone takes over your life and I, because I do this thing right where Joey would have his phone and I go oh sorry it's important is it you know, <laughs> I'd be like, I, I'll try and tell him something. I'll go, oh, I'll get back to you just when you're finished. That WhatsApp there. Yeah, yeah. It's there. Really Which important. is my way of going. And he'll go, oh, no, 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 it's kind of whatever. So what we just both said was, no, leave the phones upstairs. Out of sight, out, out of mind, sight, out, out of focus. Mind, and let's just two of us sit. Yeah. And from that, at like, you know, everything comes out. Yeah. Because you take for granted when you live with someone that everybody knows how your day was at work. Because especially with the kids, you're just kind of, you're, you're double jobbing, yeah, you know, you and you, you miss that time with each other. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do that one. Yeah. And I suppose with all of this in mind, between wedding, marriage, and you're about to have your third. I know. Which is fantastic. Um, what advice, key core advice, would you give couples that are just about to embark on their, their wedding and their marriage journey? Just remember each other, really. Yeah. Like, just remember each other and the finer points of why you're there because they're the ones that carry you through. Like I always say, as soppy as it sounds, but Joey's my start, my middle and my end. So, and that goes just from the basic of our day. I start my day with them. I'll chat in the middle of the day with them and I'll end my day with them. And our lives are like that. Anything that goes on, he's my starting point, my middle point, my end point yeah. of anything that we, we kind of... 
attack together if something's going on or, you know, that we tackle together. So fundamentally, that first flourish of your relationship is so different. Like our, we were talking about that, like we're together 11 years and it's not real. Like those mm-hmm. first even two years of your life aren't really very they're the real. Fun. They're just that kind of just fun and bubbles and you're yeah. trying to impress each other so much and Everything, all of that. Like I remember like I sure like all my underwear matched. Oh stop. Do you know, do you remember when you had pants and a bra that matched? Do you know? Do you like, like, and fancy ones at oh, that. Jesus, would you be able? pants older than my relationship now. <laughs> but like, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, it, you're, you're in that fizzy part but what you're sowing in the fizzy part of your relationships and those, the deeper connection that you're making with each other where you're letting each other. And I think you only ever give splinters of yourself in that beginning part. Yeah, agree. It's when you get married and when you make that step and if you choose to have a family, those splinters become your very, very deep foundations mm-hmm. of your relationship. Yep. And they're the ones that always bring you back. Like I remember when I had Oshin, who's now nearly six, I remember that feeling of bringing him home from the hospital and going, we've made an awful mistake because all I wanted was Joey. Mm-hmm. I wanted my husband to mind me in bed and I feel like that if I'm sick, I'm like, I just want him to hold my hand in bed because that's the fibre of our relationship. Yeah. So I think when you're making that step into marriage, it's all very exciting and it's all about a day, but don't allow that to to be the full eclipse of mm-hmm. who you are as two yeah. people. Let show the people that you love that this is a picture of who you guys are in your relationship and how much you love each other and that you care about each other. But think about far beyond, you know, on a on a November evening where you're sitting yeah. having a cup of tea, trying to figure out what you're going to do or what the plan is for that week or that when you're both in very, very separate schedules, just remember that beyond the the day because that's the thing, the fibres that always kind of bring us back together is that, like, again, he's my start, my middle and my yeah. end. Do he's you your foundations. I mean? He is yeah. my foundations and, and I his. And his, my success, his happiness comes with my success and my happiness comes with his success. Nobody is, you know, no one's trying to outdo each other. There's no debits and credits. There's yeah. no, oh, you get a point for that or you don't get a point for doing those things. So I think... When we talk about the the wedding and the day and the marriage and the excitement, let it be a mirror to show everybody, you know, this is us as a couple and who yeah. we are. But then remember that you will go far, please, God, you'll go far beyond yeah. those days and that day and that, you know, that when you, you really have each other, that, you know, the nooks of that are very, very, you know, strong because you'll, Jesus, you'll need him. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Don't I know it? days where you're Jesus, like, Jesus, I Why know. Why did I sign up to this? And my final question, yes. does Joey have any pet peeves? Any oh, yeah, really loads. irritating habits? Give yeah. us, throw one at us. Um, he told me one last week. Uh, he was like, I believe what you call it, a pet peeve. <laughs> I was like, you're brave. I'm eight months pregnant. Um, I sweep all the way around the kitchen, right? And then instead of getting the Dyson and picking it up, I uh, I just leave it. <laughs> So you've gone so all that. just like, why have you gone the whole way around? And then you just haven't, because I was like, because the Dyson's down the far end of the kitchen. Not that it's a big house, Jeez, by the way. But do you not get that kind of, like you haven't had a, a sense of completion? No, because then I said, the moment I'm too big to bend down. But that's allowed up. when you're pregnant, but though. I know I do. Girl, you do it anyway. This, this, okay. It's just a fake excuse, to be honest with you, Sarah. Um, but yeah, like think, like so that, that bugs them. Um, and what about you for him? What does he do that's... 
that oh he clipped his nails in the bedroom the other day and I literally just went to him and was like are you actually do you have a death wish like do you have a death wish right now and then he'll put on socks that have holes that I haven't managed to throw into the bin and I'm like you're having an absolute laugh or then he makes this when he's see I'll give you all his because he's not here <laughs> um, but he makes this noise but like when he's really stressed sometimes in work or I ring him he'll go oh and I'm like you don't need to make that noise I understand that you're stressed <laughs> it does not need the wheels the are falling off yeah, it does not need that cartoon noise I understand what you're saying you're stressed he's just like oh kind of noise or whatever but I yeah oh I have I have a million like that like, things that I do he he just doesn't understand. oh yeah I pack the dishwasher wrong oh god brave like coming in after a day when I'm like have kids firing cups at me like they just throw plastic at you for fun like I you know. know what I mean so I, I'll, and he goes like I just don't understand why you don't put it in this order I'm like yeah brave keep going yeah. yeah things like that so even in spite of each other and all the habits very happily married yeah and looking forward to the next chapter next chapter chapter next three baby, chapter three yeah very much so yeah yeah like I, I, that's it we were, I, like we're 11 years together and it's been a proper like I, proper you know, I didn't think we'd go past 11 weeks didn't think I'd be I married know. to him so, so despite all the kicking and screaming here you are today yeah I mean Gently booked, but you know, I I, I just reiterate. I was just like, I just, it's so funny. Joey just still thinks it's one of the funniest things ever. He's like, it's not like I want to marry you. And (laughs) sure, look, here we are with baby number three on the way. And yeah, no, we're good. We're really good. But like, but it's not easy and it's not all perfect. and And people who tell you it is, don't listen to them. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just not as clean cut as that. It never is. Suzanne, thank you so much. Thank You've you been a fantastic guest and I think everybody has something to take away. I am definitely doing that phone thing for an hour. That has just made my life. That is just brilliant. Love it. Thank you so much and me. best of luck with the new thank arrival. You. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.